Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, August 8th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we try to come to you three times a week and bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today, we're going to look at a passage from Romans. But before we do that, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you reveal yourself in the world, in the beauty and in the pain and the joys and the difficulties and the monotony. May we be on the lookout for your grace and love and revelation in our lives, and may we be transformed. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Our passage today is from the uh, book of Romans, the eighth chapter, verses 28 through 39. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn within a large family. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus, who died, yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God. Tara, how are you and what is bringing you joy? Hmm, I'm good. Um, what's bringing me joy? Um, I think the fact that rally day, which is, um, kind of like our fall kickoff is coming up and, um, we'll have a lunch together afterwards. And we haven't done that in so long. So just, I'm anticipating like 
you know, my favorite thing is um, uh, a church alive with people and energy. And, and uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. What about you? Church alive with energy, people, and food, you know, mm. what, what more it's, it's all your favorite things really. That's uh, right. Yes. Um, I'm well, I'm, uh, as the listener can probably hear, it's a little canny just a little bit because we are zooming together because I'm up in Princeton, uh, and it's just lovely to be back. I'm just, as I've walked around the campus and the library, as I've studied, uh, I'm just filled with gratitude for that time in my life where people poured into me. I met beautiful people, uh, who have Brett went me. to Princeton seminary. <laughs> for those who don't know. So it's like going back to college for him. Like going, yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's adult college really. Um, <laughs> and uh, so it, it's just lovely to be back in a place that was uh, such an important part of my life and, and has influenced me and gifted me. And now I'm glad of where I'm at in Huntsville uh, and, and to feel grateful for that as well of the next step, you know? Um, yeah. So just lovely. But to our scripture, um, with this is the letter of Romans. What context is Romans written, and why was it written? Help help frame us where we're at, Tara. Sure. So Romans was um, actually dictated by Paul to someone named Tertius, and from there it was delivered to the churches orally by Phoebe, um, written in about fifty seven CE, um, and the general kind of um, overview of Romans that I got, um, you know, when I read the book the first time is that it's the kind of like this summation of all Paul's uh, theology and thinking and all the things that he's learned thus, thus far. And that is certainly true, but it's also a letter written um, to a certain people who are experience a certain hardship. And that really has to do with divisions within the church. At this time, you've got divisions in terms that are like, you know, social, they're economic. Um, you've got divisions in terms of people who had grown up as Jews and, and they run into conflict with people who are Gentiles. So essentially people being people is <laughs> the uh, the issue. Um, and it helps me to think about how Romans is laid out. There are really four arguments in the whole book that Paul makes the first is he um, wants to make an extended point about God's righteousness. And in making that point, it is only God who is righteous. We are a people who sin and need to be reconciled to God. The next part is about having faith in Christ. There's a section on the enduring salvation of the Jews um, and kind of like their role uh, now in this new age. And then the last part is life in Christ. So, you know, I was looking at this today and there's lots of talk about predestination and about justification and sanctification, really. But the part I love about this passage is the idea that God called the church into being. God called each of us to faith and God does not leave us alone once that has happened. What do you um what do you get out of this today? Yeah. Uh, you know, when I was, when I was reading about this and researching, I just had never 
uh, read it or thought about it, but uh, Paul hasn't been to Rome yet. He hasn't been to this church. This is a this is a letter to a church. Most of his churches he's been to, he started, and then he went on his way. and uh, And this one, we don't. He, he hasn't been to Rome yet, um, and so he's writing a letter. Uh, obviously, he's he's some of the people who have uh, been converted by him have gone to kind of help start these churches. Uh, but but Paul hasn't been there yet, and so he's writing to uh, a people who haven't, you know, I imagine it in that, you know, you've heard about, the people in Rome have heard about someone from the people that they love who have come and st- came and started the churches, and so uh, you kind of have these degrees, and so Paul's getting to, as you said, lay out his theology uh, that, you know, that he's gotten to do uh, in the course of where, when he's gone to these churches and he's helped them understand who Christ is and who God is while he's in person uh, in the church in Corinth, the church in Philippi. Uh, and he hasn't gotten to do that in Rome. So he writes this really wonderful letter laying it out. Um, and and I know as a reader for myself in high school or, or even college or even after, Romans can be an intimidating book. Um, it is it is the uh, centerpiece of a lot of debate, it's the centerpiece of a lot of controversy. Uh, and if you, and that's a very, uh, I think, important part of our faith as we've tried to wrestle through this. But also, I think it's done a disservice to the book of Romans, because as you pointed out, there are these just wonderfully beautiful passages that I think reveal who we are uh, as people, or even, you know, this at the beginning of our passage that that talks about the predestination, you can get hung up on what that means individually, or you can see that God has called, it's a, it's specifically in this passage, God has called a communal group, um, the church. uh, And that is a really beautiful uh, thing. If, if we just take it as at what it's saying uh, that God is revealing how God's working in the world. uh, And, like I said, there are things you can get hung up on and I think are worth thinking about. But if we're constantly getting just stuck on these few verses, uh, we're missing what Paul, the beauty of Christ that Paul is writing about for a community that is in division, as you said, and, and is hurting, as you said. Well, and I also think a um, our, and when I say our, I mean Presbyterian and a lot of other denominations, we never want to get hung up on one or two verses, right? We believe mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we look at the whole of the biblical witness, the whole of the life of Christ. Um, and I actually don't even think Paul meant for us to get hung up on one yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, and um, I always wonder when I'm reading this, for me, Romans feels like, and I say this because I was a debater for a long time, it feels like a debate um, case. Like, I feel like he's making every argument he can to convince and guide. And I often wonder if, you know, uh, Paul has been in the Roman empire. He's been to right Ephesus and all those places, but Rome is Rome. I wonder if he's perceived as like a country bumpkin or, you know, he doesn't have any established credibility one-on-one with those people. And so I do Mm -hmm. feel like he's like, I'm going to be as thorough as humanly possible um, because I can't rely on um, you know, the relationship I have with them. Yeah, and that's so that's why I, I have to read Romans with my outline. Like I have to know, <laughs> okay, what's, what's the overarching thing that you're getting here. And, um, you know, I do think that 
this passage is in the section where he talks about God's righteousness. And I do think at the heart of our ability to get along with one another is that we need to recognize that we are sinful. We aren't righteous. We all get it wrong. And if we start from that position of humility, knowing that only God is righteous, I think we have a better chance of loving people <laughs> than we yeah. may have on our own. Yeah. And that's, and, and yeah, it's, it's the, uh, it's the righteousness of God that brings us to righteousness or the righteousness of God that as this passage says, justifies us. Um, and, and that starting point is so important for what comes next um, yes. in, in understanding it. We're going to end today, friends, with a quote from Ernest Holmes, who has written, I live in the faith that there is a presence and a power greater than I am that nurtures and supports me in ways I could not even imagine. I know that this presence is all-knowing and all-power and is always right where I am. Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again on Wednesday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen. Amen.